Hey everybody, uh, my name's Stetson. I'm here with my friend Bennett, and we are. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the 35th episode of Buzz Talk. Today is Wednesday, January 25th, 2023. I stopped writing 2022 on papers uh, probably last week. Yeah, um, weird. I don't write on papers anymore. I haven't. I can't remember the last time I wrote on a paper. Right. No. It's uh. It's interesting. Well, papers, as in you know. Documents, reports, however you want to put it. No, like it. I don't do, I, yeah, like I don't do that on my job. That's why yeah. it's weird. Yeah. yeah. Well. Oh, I mean, do you type it or you literally write it? Uh, I write when I write down notes, like in meetings and stuff. Uh, yeah, I still, I don't, I like to write stuff out. I don't like oh, to type. So I write, notes. I write. Um, so I do write, but I write, I just write like Jan twenty, and then yeah. I know, I know it's twenty twenty three. So it's like I don't, I don't need to. write Sometimes it, I do. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm OCD nice, when it comes like to that stuff. January twenty fifth. 2023 right sounds elegant. What, what is it wednesday yeah, wednesday right? wednesday yeah, yeah. uh wednesday. no we we got a good show um spoke to to teddy haran uh that was good it was good that was um, really good great guy host the the big ticket uh monday through friday 4 to 5 p.m slurping on... a little bit that's a little bit uh he's shooting it about sports uh yeah yeah no he's had the show i want to say for since I've moved down here even longer for three, nice. four years. So, uh, going strong. Uh, I do have to add this because Ted, Ted deserves it, but it is on one Oh one point FM and 1540 WADK local sports or local Newport radio. I believe I you think might be I've, getting that. I feel like you're in that wrong. Cause one Oh one point one. FM. Oh, you said, you said, you said one Oh one point FM. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you might've said that. On the, I'm not sure if you said that on the, when we talked to him or not, or when you talked to him, but no, one hundred one point FM WDXK five four. No, I don't know what, that. What, what, what was that part? WADK uh, AM. Oh, AM. that's the AM radio. Yeah, okay. yeah. One hundred one point one FM radio. Yeah, my dad always used to listen to it, and then I started to once uh, I realized Ted was on it. Um, I but, feel like because I feel like as a kid, AM was always like a different universe. Like you don't travel to AM, and so no. it's like you're. What, what would be happening? I'm like you're. You're on FM. You're driving with your dad or whatever. Reminds me like, of NPR. I think well, NPR is like on all, AM. Well, I feel like you just it definitely is, but I feel like you're listening to FM and you're just like, you just hear, you know, it's 2006. You're like, yo, I want to be a big rock star. And then you turn into AM and it's randomly just like, and now the economy is doing that. And you're like, what? Yeah. as a kid, I was like, what the hell is going on in this AM bullshit? Like, let me get, yeah. get me back to the FM vibe. Yeah. That's, that's a scary void, but, uh, right, but now we're old. So we're eight, which AM all the time. We are AM also known for Andy Meehan. Yeah, um, the one and only, legend. not, not our leader, not our, well, uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Well, see, like he's like uh, in Game of Thrones. If if our leader, aka Connor Meehan, aka Supreme Leader, is like Joffrey or something, he's like the he's like the grandpa. Who's like the grandpa dude? Like Tywin? Bro, uh, Andy's no, Ty- Andy's no, Tywin? no, no, uh, Robert Baratheon. It's Tywin, right? Ro- no, Robert Baratheon. That's who Andy. Ain't no Robert Baratheon. Don't give do Andy like that. Andy's I guess Tywin. he. Yo, but I yeah, guess t- Tywin Lannister is evil, and Andy's a servant of our community. I forgot so. you watched Game of Thrones. I saw like first six seasons, but Andy's like Ned Stark. Andy's Andy's Ned Stark. Me and Rob, you and I are like Bron. Or we're like we're just we're <laughs> yeah. bowing down. We're I'm just probably pe- Bran. We're, we're just the peasants. Uh, yeah, I just, I'm just like what's good. Um, no, but, but no. Uh, uh, you guys had a good show. You you had you were involved with that. You sp- you you. You have you, you don't have this knowledge. <laughs> you, as, as you guys will listen, uh, as you as you guys will listen, um, Kevin and I or, or Kevin Ted had. In, I don't know what you call it, incredible chemistry, shooting it, shooting it. And that's some longtime friend stuff right there. And uh, 
I didn't really have a place there. No, not even like that. But it's just like I, I think with the Bruins too. And now we're just reflecting, but yeah. everyone can ent- enter our public reflection period. But it's like, uh, no, I mean, I said, I said too, like, some, I was watching like, a, you know, Shane Gillis. I'm sure you. Yeah, did. yeah, of course. I was like, I was watching Shane Gillis, um, and he's he might have been on. It's not. I think it was KFC because KFC is the one with like the is like the blonde kid is like the co-host maybe. I don't know, but um, some kind uh, of yeah, K- K- you're talking about KFC Barstool Radio. Stuff? Yeah, so KFC, he's from New York, and then uh, he does it with Fiedelberg, who uh, is from. Oh, is that yeah. the guy? Cause yeah, um, cause you get Fiedelberg Barstool, and maybe this is how we go viral. Yeah, this guy. Okay, I was watching. I was watching them, and I was just like, can this guy just like shut the fuck up? Like, let Shane Gillis talk. Um, and that's how I mean I could have chimed in with random bullshit, but I feel like you. The thing is, and as we're, you know, we're learning this every week, but it's like you, you sometimes it's not it's not unkind to not include me. It's more so like I'm almost intentionally wanting you to not include me because mm-hmm. not to interrupt the flow. If you're nice and you include me, Oh Matt, what do you think? Whatever. And I had stuff ready, but it's like we, you risk the flow being interrupted. So it's almost right. like a don't, right. don't ruin a good thing. Yeah. yeah I remember it's funny. Yeah. All the comments are just like, can this Beetleberg dude like shut the fuck up and let Shane, sorry, I'm swearing a lot and let Shane, uh, let Shane Gillis talk. Yeah, no, it's, uh, That's but, yeah, no, great segment with him. Uh, we'll we'll finish up with uh, the divisional round playoff pickums with uh, Connor Meehan, Ethan Ennis. Um, football's coming to an end. Very sad, but that means uh, a lot more I creative wings stuff. Yet. I think I'm gonna get a, a ton of wings on the Super Bowl. You haven't gotten wings? No, I haven't. I haven't had. Where are you going? Much. Wingstop, Magic City? No, yeah, I'm not not there anymore. Yeah. But no, I'll be. I'll be in New York City for the Super Bowl, watching nice. some of my friends, and nice. so I was. I wanted the Giants to win. Um, the Super Bowl's uh, at MetLife, so you should go. Oh, is it really? No, it's not. It's in Arizona. I was gonna say that. That sounds like a strange. <laughs> that sounds like a strange place for the Super Bowl. It's in Atlanta. No, no. Um, oh, it's in uh, Arizona. Oh yeah, I got because they always they try to do nice, nice weather, right? Uh, they always usually do it in a dome. Uh, they did do MetLife, New York City, well, New Jersey, excuse me, East Rutherford, to be exact. Rutherford. Uh, for the 50th Super Bowl, Seahawks and Broncos. Or, no, it wasn't the 50th. I don't know. The Seahawks demolished Peyton Manning there. So, And Bruno Mars was halftime performer. Uh, Matt, do you know who the halftime performer is for this Super Bowl? Work, 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 work. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, which I didn't know because she just had a kid um, like nice. a couple Congrats. months ago. So, yeah, I'm sure you're really looking for picks. You Googling Rihanna kid picks? <laughs> no. But, uh, she. <laughs> But no, that shouldn't uh, be a reoccurring thing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's a fine art, the kid talk. But um, no. What do I got? I gotta think because I see things around town that are ridiculous, and I need to write them down more to bring them up. Um, because I like I like just pointing out funny Fa- things. Favorite life, favorite things in Seattle. Favorite things in top Seattle. Three. Well, top I, three. I want to talk to you about that hose talk. You see the hose talk in the chat? No. You didn't see the hose talk. So what was your favorite hose setting as a kid? Hose setting? Oh, oh, oh! I was a big, sp- I was a big shower guy usually. Shower, shower, solid. I, I, I always liked flat. I, like, I feel like I didn't flat, use it that much. No, no, no but you, no, but you, no. Like, you spray your, no, you spray yourself, and it just is like tickles and feel. You're like, ah, oh, that's all flat. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah I was. I'd like flat. to hear what people think about that. I disagree. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shower or or jet, jets, jets, nicely clean, but clean the stuff. I was, I was asking some friends. Did you ever have cone? Yeah, yeah. Cone's, cone's a big cone, one. Cone's cone was crazy. Cone, yeah. cone was kind of crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it. the one that geeked me, what one do you think geeked me the most? I was like, what do people I, I, use this for? I, I vaguely remember seeing this in the group chat. Yeah. Um, uh, what it, is it the one that just dribbles out? Soaker. Soaker. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? It's like, These host what companies low-key kind of just horny. Yeah, right? It, soak me up. But no, the soaker is so funny. Um, I, I remember I had to switch the soaker. It's just, yeah, it's just like yeah, it's dripping like, out. And you're like, what yeah. is this, what is this <laughs> yeah. used for? Why would you ever use this? Like to know. wet guess, off like your dog's mouth or something? Like, Yeah, right? I guess like, I mean, if you want to make one like fill up something. But then like, I feel like people would opt to usually just use like jet or normal. Just like in, in and they spray like the side of the bucket type of thing. Right. Oh, but yeah, maybe, good point. But it, it doesn't come out like it. it's not even like just doesn't come out hard there's no vol- yeah, right. velocity behind yeah, it it's it's weird that's it's weird. crazy no, that's interesting yeah, it, i'd love I, I i'd love, love to uh, hear people's thoughts on what's their favorite setting on a yeah, host yeah yeah please call in now we, we know spotify has the uh the feedback the or whatever leave us a question favorite hose setting you should ask that on insta post the insta favorite hose setting yeah um because yeah flat was different cone was different for sure i like the ones that because i would do this thing when in the shower like i'd find you know sometimes you have showers where like the it's it's um really i guess like the the spray out of the shower is really narrow and thin and almost yes. like stings a little bit yeah you ever, yeah. Put, your, you ever put your tongue out no oh sometimes i put my tongue out it's i guess right. i'm just not living life on the bit. edge i think i think i'm just i think i'm just a psychopath <laughs> i need to be in a psych ward but um no something about that yeah shower on the tongue and then you got the cone the flat good stuff but no nothing like universal experiences where yeah you, you guys go ask someone in germany like how about that cone? How about that flat? And they're like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm more of a jet guy. Yeah. I thought, that's I thought crazy. that was hilarious. Um, no, that's, that's good stuff. Um, top three things in Seattle. And we'll get you out of here. Top three things in Seattle. The most incredible things in, oh, in Seattle or in, in yeah. rounds in New Seattle? No, uh, Seattle yeah. specifically. Oh crap. In Seattle. So nice things in Seattle are there is a beach. There's actually two beaches. So Seattle's like a chunk of land that has water all around it. And you can go on the east side, east side, east side. You got east side, and you go to a place called Madison Park, and you can be on the beach. And there's just snowy mountains all nice. across, all across like the land, like the across the water. Yep. And then you can go to the west side, beach, bonfires, mountains, snowy mountains all across the water. Because you never really lived. Have you even? Have you seen like a mountain with like snow on it? Ah, uh, no. Crazy. Yeah, they get no. me going. It's one of those things where it's kind of no. like seeing. It's kind of like seeing the ocean after. Kind of like, You haven't seen the ocean for months. It's like, well, hopefully you'll come visit me. But it's kind of like seeing the ocean Debatable. after. Um, the bad. Yeah, the <laughs> I'll shoot the plane down. But no, it's kind of like um, seeing the ocean. Someone that hasn't seen the ocean or something. I remember in fourth grade there was a girl. I think her name was Samantha. She uh, from Colombia. She never saw snow, and it snowed, and she was like, "What? What the fuck is this?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's crazy. It, it, it is crazy. Like God's uh, dandruff." Yeah, the way of putting it. Uh, my buddy Alex Radley, um, he hadn't seen snow till like a few years ago. Like, yeah, right. I don't know. We get, we get a we so we don't get the mountains clearly because we grew up in Rhode Island and uh, you haven't seen a mountain. But it's like you get a good exposure. No, no, not a not a not a not a, not a insult. But well, no, you get a good you get a good variety of stuff because you get the ocean, you get the snow. I have friends that haven't like in Atlanta that hadn't seen the ocean. Yeah, that's that's tough. Uh, real quick, can I interject? Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I've seen, up, didn't, didn't answer your question about Seattle, but sorry. No, I know this is, this is who we are, but, um, what about like snowy mountains in New Hampshire and stuff like that? Is that count? Uh, I don't want to hate. No, no. Cause I mean, snowy mountains in New Hampshire are lovely. And well, have you seen those? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. That, that, counts. Maine, that counts. New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah, we... that all counts. That all okay. counts. Okay. I mean, it's not can... it's not in like the the background though. I I yeah. I can picture. I mean, I could yeah, I could walk it... into my front yard right now, and there's just mountains. Yeah. No, that's pretty Sick. crazy. Um, and it's cool, super cool too, because there's also the oceans. Also, the, there's a beach 15 minutes away from me, and there's mount- I can see, just see mountains everywhere. So it's pretty yeah. dope. Um, but second thing, not cocks, not shafts, not poles, not schlongs, but dicks. Seattle's got a place called Dicks. You're looking at me like, what is he saying? I don't know where he was going. We're, with uh, Seattle's got a place called Dicks, and today they actually have 19 cent burgers because it's like a throwback because it's their anniversary. But it's this burger place, kind of like maybe In and Out ish, where you can get just like four burgers for 10 bucks and they're heat, just nice like sliders. Um, get a little fry, a little milkshake. It they, they like looks like it's in the 60s. And yep. so Dicks, amazing. And then what would my last thing be? Because I don't want to do notoriety nonsense. I don't want to be the Um. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so many things where I'm There's good things. I mean, there's legal weed. Not that I'm really super into that anymore, but it's nice that there's the stores. There's the hills are nice. Cause you ever been to San Francisco? No. LA. San Francisco has big hills that make it all beautiful. And you can you see, you, you get just views everywhere. Yeah. Um, so I'll go, I'll go with the beach, the mountains, the dicks, not the cocks. And I'll go, <laughs> the hills are kind of lame, but, um, Hills are lame. I, I expect they're just great. Better. I think there's just well, I did another. I guess if I did another food one, um, there's just good. There's like so many. It's so diverse here, kind of yeah. like Atlanta was. But Atlanta, I know people. People might slander me if they hear this, but I don't know if my Atlanta folk are, are listening this deep. But um, Atlanta's food was okay. There's a lot of like barbecue heavy stuff, and and, and I feel bad because um, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, Seattle's maintained a lot of local food and a lot yeah. of like small like mom and pop food, where there's places cooking up heat. And Atlanta's all like a lot of it's like chains and like a bunch of bullshit now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll go with I'll go with Dick's now Cox. I'll go with the beaches and the mountains and in one one view. Yep. And then I'll go with uh just just more food, food, food. It's beautiful. People are nice. Food's great. So it's like Good. the only thing is it's it's expensive. Yeah, expensive. A little chilly. Um, eh, yeah, I guess water. it was ninety in the summer, but okay. Sick. <laughs> um, I, I, I bulldoze you. What else were you gonna say? No, no, I, I, I think that's it. I'm trying to think. We, we do have a long episode coming yeah, up. Yeah, let me. Very excited you, about. We're gonna save our lightning round for next week. No, nah, yeah. I should just save it. I should just save it. I was gonna say yeah, I'll give you, I would, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a taste. But no, no, no. no. That's if, you, if I want the whole thing. If you're gonna give yeah, me a yeah, taste, yeah, yeah. I started, um, uh, I started on the neck, the one after this one too. But no. no, yeah, I think I will give everyone um, a little summary. We have a beautiful segment with ted haran from 101.1 fm I, I don't remember that am give us the am oh kev's, kev's Four, busy. 1540 w80k 1540 w80k 101.1 fm out of rhode island we have ted haran on the show him and kevin have a beautiful a beautiful segment talking about i mean i guess I had a couple chime ins keep it keep an eye out for my chime ins but no uh beautiful segment talking about the pats the socks the celtics you know, all things boston sports um, had some really good stuff there. So, yeah. but yeah, that's like another, that's a little 40 minute nugget. Um, and we got pickums up with Ethan, Ethan coming. Yep. Ethan, will Ethan, be here. Ethan, Ethan, Supreme leader, Connor Meehan and Kevin Henry, you one and only. So we're going to let you guys go early. We're going to dismiss class a little bit early, um, which was, I could talk about that. I uh, love, I love, I love reminiscing because you get out of school. Do you get, I remember getting out of school early. It felt like crack. I feel like yeah. you don't even need, yeah, you don't even was, need, I feel like instead of like people doing crack now, they should just make them go to school and just let them out early yeah, every day. That, and people get the would same, be happier. They'll get the same buzz. People would be happier, but. They'll get the same buzz. No. Uh, I, I ain't talking talk. 
yeah, I know we could, we could definitely keep this going, but, uh, no, thanks Matt for, for, for being here, chiming in, uh, being the support and the fact checker. Um, that's going to do it for, for us, Ted Haran coming up. back we got a very special Ooh. guest with us today a legend oh, of newport <laughs> we got uh the host of the big ticket on 101.1 fm 1540 wadk wow that was, a lot, that was a lot Nailed. harder a lot harder than i i i thought it would be numbers uh, aren't but his the, thing numbers aren't his thing but the one and only teddy Haran, how we doing today, Ted? Happy to have you on. It's been yeah, a long time man. coming. Thanks for having me. Good to see you, boys. Happy to be on. Episode 35. Uh, of co- uh, of course. Uh, yeah, it's a long time. Yes, sir. It's a uh, long time coming. Yeah. Ted and I go way back. Oh. Uh, even even uh, the the show at URI, somehow Asa was, a, was your co-host. <laughs> I, I don't know whoever put a mic in front of him, but... Uh, I remember going into uh, what hall was that in? The the one that had the cafeteria. Uh, I already forget yes. the name, but Asa and I were actually talking <laughs> about that like a week or so ago, like reminiscing about how episodes we would just go on for an hour, just arguing about one singular thing, just the most awful radio of all time. You were uh, you were skipping uh, Shannon before <laughs> skipping yeah. Shannon. I, I remember one. <laughs> yeah, I remember one debate. I think he Asa was trying to say David yes, West was, was we better than. About. Yeah, we were talking like we went on a rampage about. I don't even know how it came up, but yep, the good old days, man. Uh, but no, I, I'm happy to have yeah. you on. Uh, and for, fortunately, some big news dropped yep. today. Uh, Billy Ob, yeah, reuniting. Uh wanted to get your initial thoughts on it and then we can kind of go from there. I, you know, that's uh that's another good step in the right direction on the off season. And now they can start team building, obviously you have to fill the offensive staff, but yeah, I wanted to get your, your initial thoughts. On it. it seems like it's the move that should have been made a year ago, right? Like it kind of like mm-hmm. we, we kind of saw the writing on the wall of this last year when we're like, all right, who's going to be offensive coordinator? Like what candidates do we have? Everybody kind of pointed the finger at Bill O'Brien. And then they shook things up and said, now let's go with Patricia and Judge. So it's like kind of the move that we saw coming a year ago. I mean, I, I kind of liked the, the idea of Keenan McGardle, the uh, Minnesota wide receivers mm. coach, just because it's like mm-hmm. I said on the show, I was like, I'm, I'm sick of seeing the Patriots kind of just recycle these same coaches over and over and over. It's kind of been the Belichick method for the past two decades. But at the end of the day, any upgrade from, from Patricia and Judge is exactly that, an upgrade. So, I mean – all the reactions seem to be positive from players. You saw Mac Jones and stuff. I mean, every reaction to Patricia this past year was negative. So, again, that's just kind of a positive. So, you know, it is what it is. What I'd like to see, maybe a fresh face. But Bill O'Brien's got, got a history of actually calling plays at the NFL yep. level. Um, so, it is what it is. Again, it's kind of a recycled coach, but it is an upgrade. It certainly is an upgrade. 
Yeah. And my question to you is, do you think this is a craft move or a Belichick move? The, the recycle, like, I mean, like, I don't need to harp on it like too much, but it seems like the ultimate decision went down to Belichick. The decision to say, all right, we need a new offensive coordinator. That was definitely craft. That's how it seemed. Craft was the guy. Yeah. We need a new OC. And Belichick was like, all right, well, I'm going with my guy like he has done for the past, his whole tenure with the Patriots. You know what I mean? So Right. No, it's it's definitely, I mean, Bill O'Brien obviously has a decorative resume, yeah. right? I mean, in the seven years he was with Houston as a coach, like he went, he won four AFC Did. South titles, Did. right? Not, I mean, they hang banners for that in Indianapolis, but, uh, you know, not that it's saying all that much, but, you know, he had quarterbacks of the, the likes of Ryan Mallett, Brock yeah. Osweiler, and then Deshaun came in and kind of ran sort of the Patriot offense. And, you know, they were good. They even beat Belichick once. Um, so, you know, I think it, it's, it's positive, yeah. right? Like there's, there hasn't been many positive storylines with this team in the past two years. Right. So yeah, I get it. Like, Maybe it's not the way of the league because you see all these young, uh, these young offensive minds get right. into these roles, right? And it's not the sexiest name, I Got think, for a lot of other teams. Yeah, exactly. And I think for a lot of other teams, it, it it's not even a name that a lot of other teams would consider. <laughs> but I, 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 truthfully, no, like I that's kind of how I feel. His uh, tenure, I, I mean. I think you could probably kiss the uh, talks of trading for DeAndre Hopkins out out the window now because we all know kind of the, the issues they had with Houston with each other. I don't know if uh, Hopkins would want to come back and play for Bill O'Brien again, so those rumors might be null and void, but, you know. Yeah, I'm, ha- I'm happy you brought that <laughs> up because I-, I was reading a few reports, and obviously it did not end well there um, between those two specifically, but – you know, you saw the sound bites uh, this year when we played the Cardinals, uh, which mm. we should have lost if Kyler Murray doesn't mm. get hurt, in my opinion. Yeah, probably. Uh, that's either near nor, here nor there. Um, but maybe there's a Belichick influence there, right? Like, yeah. If if Hop if Hopkins really holds Belichick to that high of a regard and and thinks of him as as the legend that he is, do you think that's enough to bring him there, or do you think? There's no shot because Bill O'Brien's no, calling shots now. I mean, I was kind of joking, saying it's it's no chance now. I mean, there there's I bet there's certainly an aspect. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is a pro's pro, man. Throughout his career, he's played for Bill O'Brien and Cliff Kingsbury. It would probably be a <laughs> breath of fresh air if he was able to go over to New England and play under uh, under Belichick. So I mean, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he wouldn't completely rule it out. But what would the asking price be? That's that's another story, you know an aging receiver yeah. as well injury history uh, of as well, course so. yeah and that's you know there's a there's a lot of moves to be made uh, from the wideout position obviously what what are they going to do with jacoby myers right like he's been your best receiver he's been max safety yeah. net on third you know he's been our best receiver the past two years it comes at a bad you know time. do you over I know. Do you overpay yeah, for him or do you let him walk? Someone's going to overpay for Jacoby Myers. That's just the market. I mean, it's like Jacoby Myers and I'm blanking on the other receivers. Is Juju Smith-Schuster, I believe, or someone? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, there's really like you know, Odell. Other than that, there's really no big names <laughs> yeah. 
out there at receiver. So Jacoby Myers is going to get a bag from someone, and it probably isn't going to be. I mean, if I was a betting man, I'd say probably isn't going to be the Patriots. Yeah, and that's tough yeah. because you you go back to, you know, Brady always had Edelman or Welker, yeah. right? You know, he just had that that spark plug in someone who could go get you a catch on third down, uh, and that's certainly not Nelson Aguilar. Um, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, you know, Hunter Henry uh, performs better as he did last year. He progressed. Yeah. Uh, that leads me to a next question, Ted. Do you think they go back to the kind of spread offense that they had? Uh, when Bill was here and so many years that, that Brady was here, obviously it became more intricate as Brady kind of got older and implemented his own things into the offense. Or do they stay with the machine, uh, the Shanahan play uh, offensive play style? What, what do you, you think got Ramondre that? Stevenson, man? I mean, that proved to be your best offensive weapon. So the play action, I mean, it can be effective. We've seen times when it was effective. They just don't really have the weapons to kind of run that same spread offense like they did with Brady in those years. I mean, like you said, right. sure, Hunter Henry's a nice piece. I mean, Tyquan Thornton came on late. I think he could be a nice piece in year two, gain a little bit of, of, of consistency there. Uh, but it's got to run through. you got to start with the running attack. You know, you, you go out and get those two tight ends two years ago. That, I think that was all in, in an attempt to kind of build back this running game start fresh with a new quarterback. Like you don't go into with Mac Jones thinking Mac Jones is going to win by throwing 50 attempts this game. You know, that's just right. not going to really happen. Yeah. It's, it's a more balanced attack now I'd say in new England. And, and that's kind of what it's going to be until we see if, and when Mac Jones can kind of hit that, hit that cliff, you know, take that next peak or um, Yeah. Do you now, I, I don't think it's fair to, to say if he's the guy or not, right? It's like, I think, say, the, the, yeah, it, it, it's tough. But that leads me into the next question. Bill O'Brien and Tom Brady are close, right? <laughs> do, do you think there's any any outside shot that he reunite, he comes back to Foxborough? Does that make sense? I don't think it does, although nostalgically, uh, I mean, that would be such a storyline in itself. I mean, what what are your thoughts on it? Because I know you're a Brady fan as much I as mean, I am. I mean, if the pieces, like we were just kind of talking about, if the pieces were in place and it was a better fit, maybe. But Brady was the, the one of the biggest reasons it seemed like he wanted out of New England two, three years ago was because they didn't put pieces around him on the outside, like outside weapons, mm-hmm. receivers and whatnot. And flash forward three, four years now, it's kind of the same situation. They're likely about to lose Jacoby Myers. You have a decent running game, a depleting offensive line that was extremely inconsistent. I mean, I was just reading the stats about how many sacks allowed from 2021 to this year. They added like 20 more sacks allowed this season alone. Terrible. So it's depleted offensive line, and you still don't have a true number one receiver. Like, why would Brady go from a team that has Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and you know, other pieces to, to Devontae Parker and Taekwon right. and Hunter yeah. Henry. I mean, it's a nice thought, but if he's going somewhere new, I mean, Vegas has Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, mm-hmm. Darren Waller. You can't really compete with that. You know, Tennessee is another hypothetical day of Derrick Henry, probably one of the best running games in the NFL. And then San Francisco, we know you can't compete with what they have over there as well. So, It'd be uh, nice, but do I see it realistically? Probably not. 
do, do you see him? Uh, it, it's interesting. You heard, I don't know if you heard, um, what's the, the, his podcast. So let's Who's go the, uh, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Very, with, oh, was it, with John, John Gray. Gray. Yeah. Who is John? Yeah. Who is that schmuck? Like where, where did he's, he, Larry Fitz I'm pretty cool, sure he's, but... I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That po- I don't yeah. know if you've listened to that podcast. I've stayed up with it a little bit, but it's just layup questions yeah. that are, are pretty much by Brady, like but Barbara John Gray's shop. asking them. It, 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and obviously he, he, you know, it was kind of more of a bit than anything in my opinion, but you know, he, he just was sounding annoyed, uh, obviously, uh, by people asking him, but I, there's a, there with Brady, he's always, he's so methodical with everything that there's something behind that, that no one yeah. really knows why he would do it, but there's something yeah, I don't there, right? It. He knows um, he wants to do that fucking liar. Okay. Can I swear? Yeah. Can I swear? <laughs> Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck <laughs> shit. Uh, no, it's uh, it, it's interesting. Do you think there's any chance he stays in Tampa? I don't think so. I think it's time. He no. seemed annoyed with Todd Bowles. Like it, he just wasn't on the same page. I thought Todd Bowles did an awful job. Like I thought Byron Leftwich was kind of the scapegoat over there. Yeah, they didn't do great mm-hmm. offensively, but Todd Bowles, I thought, needed a lot more of the blame. I think his time's probably done over there. He's got a lot of aging pieces. That offensive line is aging. We saw that this year with everybody going down. Mike Evans probably turning the corner on the back half of his career. I think he's probably done. I think he's he's going to go ring chasing somewhere. And why not? Shit. I mean, you made he, this he far, should. I mean, if you still want it at it, 45 years old, that's crazy. The fact that he's going to be 45 years old and teams are still going to be pitching him to come to join them is crazy. Yeah, it, I mean it's interesting, right? Because the market wasn't as big when he hit free agency a few years ago than we th- initially thought, right? It yeah. was the Chargers, obviously the Bucks. Um, I want to say the Forty ers but they ended up kind of Titans. Titans. Titans were involved Titans. there too. Um, and yeah, I don't see him going to Tennessee. They they have worse weapons than the Patriots, except outside of Derrick Henry. Yeah, I just I couldn't yeah, see. I couldn't. Maybe I, if they still had A.J. Brown. Yeah, I know. I kind of leaned off that one as well. But think about it if he does actually go to the AFC and Rodgers actually goes to the AFC because they were just talking about they're only going to trade him to an AFC team. The quarterbacks yep. in the AFC, I mean, coming into this year, we thought they were crazy. But who's going to be quarterbacking in the NFC? <laughs> like, Well, especially if Sean Payton goes to Denver, right? Like yeah. he – I just read on Twitter – uh, I forget who who reported it, but uh, it might have even been Schefter. But the Broncos essentially offered Sean Payton the job, right? So, you know, Russell Wilson wants Sean Payton there. I think it's a good job. I think that team can be good. Uh, you know, they did get hit with the injury bug. I don't know what side of things you are with Russ Wilson, but I think he's he has to have a bat like a of comeback year there's no way he's that he can't bad. be that I just bad yeah i'm kind of in the same he can't be that bad he's a nine-time pro bowler it's been to what two three super bowls like that can't just yep. all be pete carroll in seattle i mean maybe it could because pete carroll made geno smith a pro bowler so i mean but no i don't think i i think he'll eventually figure it out and that walton penner group they're they're gonna want to spend money they just bought the franchise they're gonna want results fast that's how it is in the nfl yep. So I think Sean Payton would be a great fit. I mean, you saw what he did with with Drew Brees. Russell Wilson's kind of yep. turning more into a, a more of a pocket passer. 
less of a running quarterback, uh-huh. similar game as an undersized Drew Brees in his prime. So it, the fit absolutely makes sense. It'd be very interesting to see if uh, if Jerry Jones reaches out on some sort of side deal and says, hey, you can have the job straight up, no interview process if you want to take McCarthy's job. I think that'd be maybe the only other better fit. Uh, but yep. we'll have to see, man. Would have been it would have been uh, interesting uh, to see I, Sean Payton with uh, Herbert too, but they they stuck with Brandon Staley. I can't believe he survived. How how do you keep that man there? I know they won four down the stretch, but come like he's done the dumbest shit all year. I thought, and I, I thought once they lost that game, he was gone right away. I thought that was another scapegoat situation. Yeah, Joe Lombardi was an idiot. Like he made, had terrible play calling the past back half of the season, but. Another yep. situation yep. where Brandon Staley also very much to blame over there. But, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, but I think Sean Payton makes sense with Denver. No, I don't think they're that bad. They yeah, th- there's just no way. Um, a few more NFL talking points. I, we, uh, The reason I didn't have the divisional round in uh, with this segment is because we, we do playoff pick But I do want to get your thoughts on a few things. Mm. Is Is – Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins just paid more. I mean, really, like I, I, it's amazing how bad he is. And just because you're the Dallas quarterback and you get paid a lot of money, people think you're good. I think we're past that now. I agree. We must be. I agree. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is, is, I'd say, on par. Like Kirk Cousins had a good year this past year. He was in a nice system that kind of fit his needs. Mm-hmm. Like, he can be a good quarterback. He can be a quarterback that can win you a playoff game. Obviously, we saw that. Can he be someone that leads you to a Super Bowl? We haven't seen that yet, man. I mean, I saw, actually, it was crazy. No. I don't know if you guys saw this. The Dallas Cowboys social media, their actual verified account. Yes. Post, did you see what the, yes. the headline they posted about this guy? Like They went fucking friendly fire man like you expect that from journalists you don't expect that from your own team i mean they're unhappy with him over there in dallas and for good reason but this is kind of what he's shown you his whole career like it feels like every single year there's always that excuse of well if he didn't get hurt he he was trending towards this but like maybe it's just not that good (laughs) like i think that's we're starting to figure it out exactly it's just not that good. Yeah, it's it, – no, I, I, I agree. And Dallas – I mean, if I'm the Dallas Cowboys, I take calls on them. I do. Yeah. Like – Yeah. I, if Dak, yeah, sure. Is he good enough to get you to the playoffs? Yeah. Is he good enough to win you a, a title, an NFC title, East title, excuse me? Sure. Is he going to really get you to a Super Bowl? No. I, I don't think so. I don't see it. I think maybe with a better system, but – can't say he doesn't have weapons, I know it. right? Can't. I, um, so that that was interesting. That was something I took away. Uh, another thing, I, I'm not gonna be a, a prisoner of the moment, right? I'm not gonna go too crazy, but the more I watch Josh Allen, he reminds me of the NFL's James Harden. That's who <laughs> he kind of reminds me of. Seriously, he he's he's very he's not great with the ball. He actually was pretty terrible uh, last week against Cincinnati. I I think he's still in the same category as Burrow and Mahomes. Um, but, man, I I think there's issues in Buffalo. And this could maybe – I mean, this stems back to 
young offensive coaches too, right? Like Sean McDermott's a defensive mm-hmm. guy. They don't invest in the line. Mm-hmm. And obviously for Josh Allen, that's, that's not great. But I mean, what do you think, what's the direction of that team? Cause that you obviously saw Diggs. He was frustrated publicly. So I, you know, this maybe could be spiraling. I'm not sure. I think a lot of people are maybe overreacting just a tad to, to Josh Allen's struggles a little bit in the playoffs. Like, I kind of talked about it. I talked about this with a few friends as well. For what the past two decades, you kind of had three quarterbacks that dominated the AFC. Were going to championship games after championship games. It was Manning, Brady, and Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger was great. He's right. a future Hall of Famer. But out of the three, of Joe Burrow, Mahomes, and Josh Allen, Josh Allen kind of goes towards that mold of ben roethlisberger right like if we're gonna compare each of those yep. quarterbacks yep. to to one of those guys you probably say that josh allen's the ben roethlisberger burrow's probably the peyton manning and mahomes is probably closer to i mean depending on who who wins this afc championship game we'll see but that's kind of how it's going i still think he's a really good quarterback like you said the cincinnati defensive line was getting to him and we saw in miami as well he took seven sacks against them that yep. was huge Yep. On top of that, there are just times, and I think this can also be blamed on, on Ken Dorsey. Like That might be a big issue as well. They just lost Brian Dayball. We saw how good Brian yep. Dayball was with the Giants and how he converted Daniel Jones to a Pro Bowl quarterback. They lose Brian Dayball in the offseason. Ken Dorsey, I mean, he does a fine job, but he's no Brian Dayball. And it seems like no. Josh Allen, whenever he gets into a pinch, just is addicted to throwing the ball 40 yards downfield. Like there was a 42 (laughs) play when they're on their own 30 yard line in, in that Cincinnati game, it's a fourth and two play or third and two, whatever it is. And instead of like running a short five yard route, he throws the ball 40 yards downfield. And it's like, dude, you you don't need that right now. Just get the first down. You constantly see that with Josh Allen, like some of the decision-making I'm sure you could also factor a lot of his struggles with that elbow injury. And I think they also have to do a little bit better of a job getting him some weapons. I mean, after Stefan Diggs, they're yeah. depleted. I think a lot of people fell victim of falling into the trap of, wow, Gabe Davis is a really good receiver just because of that one four-touchdown playoff game last year. When yeah. You- no, I, I, abs- I, I absolutely agree. It, it's just fascinating because they, they're heavy. they were heavy Super yeah. Bowl favorites. and. You know they're uh, yeah. they're still climbing that mountain, and obviously it's the NFL, right? You gotta be you gotta be lucky, you gotta be healthy, um, and it didn't seem like obviously they were either of those. Um, and you brought up Daniel Jones. Do you pay him if you're the Giants? Do you if you were a Giants fan, would you want them long term to pay Daniel Jones? Because I wouldn't. That's so tough, man. But do you do you let him walk? I mean, <sighs> I don't know. I mean, hey. In this market. I, well, I won't even bring up Brady. They don't have the Yeah, I was kind of either, discussing but. this today on the show. It's realistically as crazy as it sounds. If you don't franchise tag him and you do give him a good contract, based on the market, that contract is likely five years, $200 million, Which for Daniel Jones, right. that sounds crazy. But that is the market. Like I, I averaged it between he was somewhere. I had him somewhere in between Kyler Murray and Jared Goff in terms of contract and what that contract looked like. That's realistically yep. what he gets five year, 200 million. But in today's NFL, you don't win without a quarterback, you know? So no, it's tough. And he seems to work in Brian Dayball's system. So if I think it comes down to, you have to have a sit down conversation with Brian Dayball and say, Hey, listen, 
It's either this guy or we explore other options, but it's your call at the end of the day because you need to be able to be truthful and actually tell me, can you get us where we want to go with this quarterback? Do you actually believe that? That's what it comes down to because I think Brian Dayball has at least secured that job for the next five years or so. So is Daniel Jones his guy for that tenure? That's a conversation you need to have with him. No, it'll be interesting. You make up a good point. Like, you know, he's he has been a New York groom quarterback, but he hasn't been Dave right. Ball's quarterback, right? He he's not his guy. And I think he's he's squeezed a lot of juice, if not all the juice he could out of him this year. And I think Daniel Jones can be good. I, I think listen, that Eagles team is is something else. Yeah. Like I didn't realize not that I watched the Eagles week in, week out, but that defense I mean they're they're third all time in sacks for regular and postseason. I think they're like five away from beating the the bears i forget the 80 yeah. bears so that's i mean something you have to take into let's account. factor in that um, that uh daniel jones number one receiver was richie james as well so you know yeah like, no doesn't have no I, 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 I absolutely agree um two more things here aaron Rodgers. i think he's gone out of green bay Seems the like more it. and more the time goes on Seems like they want two first round picks they want him to go to the afc um, he was on Pat McAfee today. He's, you know, he, he always has those, those slick comments. Uh, they talked to him about the jets and, you know, he, he said he, he likes Zach Wilson. He, he'd like Zach Wilson to, to be the starting quarterback. He thinks he could, whatever. Right. Um, where do you see him going? Cause I think he is gone. Yeah, I, I don't think he retires. I think he wants to win a super. Yeah. Bowl. I think it's, it's similar with both Brady and Aaron Rodgers. I think they probably both play. I mean, maybe I've been proved wrong before, but I think they both play. And I don't think they stay where they're at. I, the Jets makes the most sense. It really does, especially from like a trade standpoint. Because if you're the Green Bay Packers, you say, "All right, trade him over there, get whatever picks." Woody Johnson, their owner, already said he's willing to pay whatever for a quarterback. And on top of that, you get some picks if you're Green Bay, and you probably get Zach Wilson in that swap. So you have Jordan Love now. He probably comes into the year as your quarterback one, QB one. But Zach Wilson's there to back him up, and it's probably a little bit easier of a system for Zach Wilson. They're not as much pressure. You know, he doesn't have to come in thinking that he's the guy. So it's probably both for good, good for both parties. And Aaron Jones, Aaron John, man, Aaron Rodgers. Oh my goodness! (laughs) (laughs) He just he just got done working out. Give him a break. Give him a break, everyone. Aaron Rodgers goes to a system that's ready to win. Like the Jets were a quarterback away from being a really yeah. tough team in the playoffs. You know what I mean? No, they're, they're serious. Yeah. And for the, for the Patriots sake, that's yeah. even worse news. Um, and lastly, uh, to, to wrap up some NFL stuff, uh, who do you got? Who do you got in the Super Bowl? Who's winning? It's, it's, uh, it's, that's incredibly, I've been going back and forth between this one. I think overall the issue with Patrick Mahomes, a high ankle sprain, like I think that's a lot, a little bit more devastating than people realize. Like, Mahomes is a scrambling quarterback. That's going to suck. He's not going to be able to do a lot of things he does. I think Cincinnati comes out of that game. And then Philadelphia versus San Fran. I've I've had a really tough time with that, but I've rode with San Fran. I had them originally on my uh, bracket, so I'll stick with San Fran. I'll say Cincinnati versus San Fran, but I think that NFC Championship game is going to be one hell of a game. I want to see... I want to see Brock Purdy get some pressure in his face. I want to see Brock Purdy yeah. struggle through something. You know, like we really haven't seen him have to struggle through much so far this season. I mean, that 
that Dallas front seven was a pretty decent test, but this Philly defense is nothing. I mean, that's secondary on top of that front seven, like you said, leading almost setting a record for sacks. That secondary is tough too. That's, yep. Yep. So I, I I'll stick it's... with San Francisco, but that's gonna be that's gonna be a good game, man. Uh, I'm excited for both games. Uh, I, I hope Cincinnati takes down Kansas City. <laughs> hey, that'd just be four in, a but, row. Uh, four in a row. Yep. Four in a row. Yep. Well, you know, they they start talking about the five straight AFC championships, and you know they want to compare. Just no, no, get get that out of here. Uh, and lastly, Purdy, I love him. I'm on the train. Uh, although uh, when he was getting pressured, three of ten passing. Wasn't yep. great. Uh, 16 of 19 when he when he had a clear pocket. Um, but he, like I said, he's facing a new monster up front. And that defense as a whole is a unit. Um, I think this is going to be tough. I think you might see Purdy break down. I hope not. But uh, I had Sam Fran to win it all uh, at the beginning of this. So hopefully that stays true. Also, Jimmy Garoppolo I was going to say, it would be interesting to see if we see Jimmy G dress. Would he dress for this yeah, game? Yeah, I mean, I would. Hey, give me Jimmy. If, I mean, yeah, that's I, gonna be a tough decision if Jimmy G is ready to go. And after one half, like, because that Seattle game, that first that first round against Seattle, Purdy didn't look good in that first half. No. In this game, if you have Jimmy G dressing, and Purdy coming in has a bad first half, what happens at halftime? You switch over to G- that could yeah. be. I mean, be a topic. It, no, topic it's it's certain. It's it, it's certainly a, a story, but. Um, that's all we have for the NFL. I want to hit on one quick Sox thing. Uh, they brought in their shortstop, uh, traded Josh Taylor for Alberto Mondesi. I love Mondesi. I think, uh, you know, he was a high Mm -hmm. base stealer. Um, makes sense. As much as I think I like Kike at short, I just Mm. think you need a solidified guy who's going to play day in and day out. Mm. Um, he's, you know, he's someone who, you know, isn't the best hitter, but defensively he covers a lot of ground. It's uh, a short fix for at yeah. least uh, maybe Marcelo Mayer right. coming coming up in the next few right. years. Um, they also are announcing Adam Duvall, which I like the mm-hmm. signing, and they have DFA'd Matt Barnes. About goddamn time! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> finally. Goddamn time. I, I was I was I was waiting for it. Um, Overall, what I mean, what do you think of this offseason? I mean, the Winter Fest was awesome. I loved every second of them booing uh, Josh Henry and Heim Bloom. But this team is still going to be not great, and I wish that ownership would just say that they're they're playing for the future. Yeah, I'm, but it's it's. I mean, right off rip, the the worst look possible was basically saying we don't have enough money to pay Xander Bogart's fan favorite, and then two days later, like going out and paying Masataka Yoshida stupid money. Say like every single front office executive says they overpaid for him. So that's a really tough yep. look. But like outside of that, there has been some good contracts. Like I like you said, I like the trade for Mondesi. I think that that's a guy like coming mm-hmm. into when he came into the league back in 2015, everybody was thinking that this was going to be like Carlos Correa, Trey Turner. Like everybody was calling right. him the five star, the five tool, you know, everyday shortstop. Yep. It obviously didn't pan yep. out. He had an oblique injury uh, this past season. He dealt with a shoulder injury back in, I think, 2018, 2019. So things just didn't really pan out. But like you said, 
He adds the stolen base threat, which was something that was very much missing from the Red Sox yeah. lineup. On top of that, another yep. thing you mentioned, he's on a contract year, so he's one and done, basically. He's playing for a contract, so it allows you to kind of have a shortstop, have that shortstop fixed, but like you said, keep it open for the future. Mayor coming up. Uh, they also have another shortstop prospect coming up whose name's blanking me right now. And Duvall, again, another a good bat, a solid power hitter in that lineup. So is it a team that's going to be a World Series favorite? Fuck no. That rotation is atrocious. Yeah. I'm kind of pissed they missed out on Carlos Rodon. But it's coming together yeah. a little bit, you know. Getting the Rafael Devers deal done was a plus. So there's there's a lot of pluses and a lot of minuses from, from this offseason. Like, I like the Kenley Jansen signing. Good signing. You needed a legitimate closer in that bullpen. But uh, yeah, it, they turned their bullpen around. Yeah, they added yep. a few more arms, yep. um, which obviously you need in this day and age. And then the, the Josh Turner signing, I think, is going to be sneaky good. That, that one was kind of I mean, you basically just traded think, the Dodgers like an old veteran guy for an old veteran guy. Basically, you know, right. here you have J.D. Martinez. We'll take Josh Turner. You know, it's like, does either team really yeah. gain much there? One gets an outfielder, no. one gets an infielder. I mean. Yeah, it's, yeah. It and is the, what it is there. Yeah. Um, no, I wanted to get your quick thoughts on that. Um, I, I have a good feeling we'll have you on definitely for, for Sox once they come yeah, aboard. Probably um, fifth place hopefully finish, Chris. But... Yeah. It's yeah, crazy yeah, because yeah. now yeah. you're looking at the, the Baltimore Orioles lineup, and that's a sneaky, yep. really tough lineup, a really young, young. really tough yep. lineup. Toronto, really good. I mean, Tampa Bay always has phenomenal pitching, and the Yankees can just pay for whatever the fuck they want. So <laughs> they're just not. It does not look like they're really going to compete much no. in the in the AL East. But yeah, I like the moves today. I like the Duvall signing. All in all, I hope that the Red Sox ownership and front office has a plan. But right now, I don't. I don't see it. Yeah, no, they have a plan. It's to buy Vegas yeah, with LeBron. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's what their plan yeah. is, that new basketball team. Um, but that's for another rainy day. Uh, wanted to shift into some, some C's talk. Obviously, they uh, won't have to see the Orlando Magic <laughs> again till the Eastern Conference Finals <laughs> oh um, as, they end, <laughs> as they ended uh, their – their nine game win streak uh, in Orlando last night. They're on a back to back playing in mm-hmm. Miami. Um, you know, it's obviously been a, an amazing year. Um, not as good as the Bruins, but definitely still yeah. up there. The trade deadline's coming up. Uh, you know, Jakob Potel's a name that, that's been thrown around. Uh, and uh, another one is Willie uh, Herman Herdo- Gomez. Gomez. Yeah. Is that how hurt? I mean, do you think that a backup center is needed right now? Do you think Poto, I, I don't think makes a lot of sense as, as nice of an addition that would be, uh, you know, if Rob stays healthy, uh, you won't need him much. Uh, what are your thoughts? Do you think they need to make any moves? Do you think they need to get rid of anyone? I mean, Pritchard has been a name that uh, has floated around. A lot of teams uh, have interest in him. Uh, what are your thoughts on the deadline, and, and do you think they need to add? Jacopoto, it's it's a nice thought, but I think he just costs too much. I mean, that's a that's a fifteen and ten yep. type of guy. He's a he's a yep. he's a starting center on just about any team. Oh, yeah. So that that seems a little bit unrealistic to me. I mean, they'd have to probably give up way too much. I think 
as you added Willie Herman Gomez, a guy like Nas Reed, maybe maybe a Larry Nance is probably more realistic. But I, I think the bigger issue has to be is flat out Jason Tatum is being used too much. He's his usage is yep. way too high. On top of that, he's dealing with a wrist injury that they're talking about he could need off season surgery for. So I think you need to find a, ba- a serviceable backup that can kind of fit into that three four mold, like the swingman. Of mm-hmm. a small forward, power forward mold. We're talking about maybe like a Harrison Barnes type of player. Uh, Rui Hachimura, who just went to L.A., so he's out of the picture. <laughs> yeah, but, he, he's yeah. going to save their season. But so, someone that kind of fits that mold that can just come in and play 20 minutes you know, while Tatum's on the bench. Because right now, the Celtics really don't mm-hmm. have someone that fits that mold. Grant Williams, eh, kind of. You know, Gallinari was a nice thought, but we're going to miss him for the rest of the season. Other than that, you, you don't have someone that kind of fits that mold. If you can flip a Peyton Pritchard for someone like Harrison Barnes, sure, absolutely. I'm, I'm for that because yeah. Pritchard's nice. I mean, great offense coming off the bench, but when everybody's healthy, which right now they're not, unfortunately, he's just not going to get minutes. He's not going to get the minutes he deserves because you're not going to play him over Brogdon. You're not going to play him over White and yada, yada. So. If you yeah. can flip him for, for a no. swing man that, that can come in and eat some of those Tatum Brown minutes, you know? No, I like you bring up Pritchard. We have like a running joke here where I love Pritchard because I love the hustle. He, no. And yeah, like you make a good point where he just doesn't he doesn't get the minutes because he's just he's one he's one person yeah, exactly. away from exactly. getting minutes. Every, so it's a he bummer. He can be erratic at times as well. Like I'm with you. He he provides instant offense on the bench, but sometimes you're sitting there watching the game where he pulls up like five feet from beyond the arc and you're like, what the fuck, buddy? Like, you're not. <laughs> yeah, he's had a couple not, uh, like, couple games you, where he's getting 20, doing, 25 man? minutes and he's no, not, yeah, he's not getting Pritchard. it done. I really do, but like, if you can flip him for a veteran swing guy, because you need to get that usage for Tatum down. Like, we saw last year in that championship against Golden State, Tatum was just fucking exhausted. He was, I mean, he played yeah, bad as well, yeah. but he was just, dead man you could see it yep so i mean i don't think anything drastic is necessary but there's going to be teams like milwaukee like philadelphia and teams like that that are going to be making moves so you got to keep pace as well yeah of course uh that that leads me in uh is there any team that stands in in the celtics way that really concerns you i mean coming out of the east and uh you know we'll talk about the west a little bit but is there anyone in the East that really scares you? Milwaukee, you know, it doesn't feel like Chris Middleton yeah, has been uh, consistently yeah. there. Um, you know, the Nets were were streaking before KD gets hurt. Um, you know, it, it seems like this year the East is diluted. The Cavs maybe can be scary, but I, I don't know. Is there a team that could surprise you and take them out, or do you see them walking into the finals and – and playing whoever they I have to play out of I don't walking there. in, man. Milwaukee's a tough out. I mean, we saw Milwaukee last year, and that was without Chris Middleton. That, that's going to be a tough team. And I also see Milwaukee probably making some moves for a guard at the trade deadline. And, um, yep. I mean, we still they still haven't beat the Cavs. I need to see them beat the Cleveland. <laughs> it's like Orlando. Like, I'd be scared shitless if they ran into Orlando. But I need to see <laughs> yeah. them beat the Cavs. We haven't seen them beat the Cavs. That's a really tough out as well. But in terms of like Philadelphia and Brooklyn, no, I'm not. I'm not scared of them. In the Western Conference, you got really? a lot of juggernauts, though. You got a lot of juggernauts in the Western yeah. Conference, man. You really do. Yeah. Who Who do you see? Who do you have coming out of there? I uh, before 
the season started uh, on this show, I, I had Milwaukee uh, and I actually had Golden State. Not not going to change that right now. I mean, I, I would, but uh, who do you like? Because I, I think the Grizzlies or Pelicans are the, are the top two teams in my mind. Uh, I think the Pelicans are the, the deepest team in the NBA. Um, but who do you see coming out of the West? I like Memphis. I like Memphis. I, I've liked yeah. Memphis coming in. Just they have that dog mentality, man. Those guys play hard. Yep. Dylan Brooks is a pain in the ass. He's like your classic Pat Beverly type guy that just gets in your face and pisses you off and shakes up a series. Jaron Jackson is a great rim protector. The name of the game for them, man, is they just got to stay healthy. Like last year, they just weren't yep. able to stay healthy at all. That hurt them. Taylor Jenkins is an awesome coach as well, but you can't discount yeah. Denver. Like the things Nikola Jokic does. And especially now that he has Michael Porter Jr. back, as well as Jamal uh, Jamal Murray, he's just so good. Like his his points per game are down, but he, he's just doing more with those guys. Like he's making it work better. That's a really really tough team. And then you still got to worry about the California teams, like you said, the Lakers, the Clippers, and Golden State. I I still expect the Lakers to like just go all in at the trade deadline and try to make a run for this thing. Whether they fall short, they probably nope. fall short. They probably do. But I still see, like, Jeannie Buss and that ownership saying, fuck it, we're going to go all in. We're going to trade the house for winning right now. And then Clippers, nope. same thing, and Golden State can't rule them out. But I'd say Memphis, man. I like Memphis. I'm not as big on New Orleans as you are just because we're the same reason. Every year in the playoffs, it kind of comes down to who can stay healthy. And one thing New Orleans right. has proven to us is that they're two stars – have not been able to stay yep. on the court together. Yeah. I, I what's funny is you bring up the California teams, Golden State obviously. I think both LA teams are not I don't see them making a run. I just don't. I think the obviously if Kawhi can turn it on and stay yeah. healthy and I think all the load management stuff is bullshit, <laughs> but um <laughs> no love for the Sacramento Kings, huh? I, oh, I, I love, love that team. I love Sac, but I mean do you do you think do you actually think that they like <laughs> Make a Western Conference run. I love them. They are so fun to watch. They actually beat the piss out of uh, Memphis last night. They kicked their ass. Like, yeah. They are super fun to watch. Demonis Sabonis deserves way more credit for getting way more yep. All-Star game love. He needs to be higher yep. in the All-Star game voting. Uh, that's a really fun team, but they're, they're definitely growing something over there. Definitely growing something. Yep. But Yep. It, no, no, I don't, but it's a fun story. Uh, and, and lastly, Ted, who's your MVP? Um We've talked about it on the show. Tatum's gotten a lot of hype, but there's two answers here that you could go with. I have I I know who mine is, but who who do you have? I want to hear your thoughts. For me, it's it's got to be Luca. To me, it's yeah. got to be Luca, just because yeah. like you can argue the defensive woes. Sure, he's not as great on the defensive end, but we've given MVPs to fucking Russell Westbrook and James Harden. So don't tell me about not being good enough defensively. And off, he's just putting right. up, like, Kevin Durant said it best when he tweeted about it. He's just putting up video game numbers. Like, he's averaging yep. he almost is. 35 points per game, as well as, like, triple-double numbers. Like, that's incredible. I know, like, in today's NBA, we get all excited about triple-doubles, but, like, his triple-doubles are something else. <laughs> well, they mean something. It's Yeah, it's incredible. Like, the numbers he's putting up, if it wasn't for Luka, where would Dallas be? They'd be down at the bottom in the sweepstakes yeah. for Victor Wembanyama. Yeah, they yeah. would. Um, what's crazy is... Yeah, it sucks Go for ahead, a team Matt. like Dallas where... I was going to say... Uh, hey, what's up, guys? No, it sucks <laughs> for a team like Dallas where uh, 
Or for maybe Luca, where you see him just shine, but it's like they're not. You guys didn't even bring them up in the playoff talk because like yeah. it's not gonna happen. Because you know, yeah, the they whole can team's steal him. a series, man. They got that talent, but Luca needs help. They need to get him another star. I mean, Christian Wood is a really nice piece. He's looked great since they put him in the starting lineup, but they need an actual All Star with him. Yeah, that's what Kev, Kev brought up. Uh, Kev brought up when we talk about the NBA and this struggles that the Celtics have had where it's like we've been really balanced but balance doesn't win the championships that's why you know Steph and them win because yeah they might be kind of shitting it during the season but when the playoffs come it's just you know all cylinders you're starting to see Jason Jason Tatum like really develop into a true superstar where he gets doubled and makes a play for somebody else you're starting to see that but Luca's been doing that offensively for the past like two years two three years so like in terms of offensively if you want to argue the debate of Tatum versus Luca. Tatum's definitely the far superior defender, but Luca is way ahead above him offensively, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. It's uh, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be fun because I feel like it is another year where there's a lot of there's a lot of parity again. Um, yeah. You know, it's it always came down to obviously Golden State and, and Cleveland for four years, and um, it, it's just always refreshing. I, I, the, the last thing. I don't know who wants to play with Luca. Like people do obviously, yeah. but it's like the Russell Westbrook, yeah. obviously, yeah. you know, he, he, he's yeah, he, but he always needs the ball, right? Always. Like to, to do things, he needs the ball. You need, it's kind of like a LeBron system. I think is what's going to work best for him. Film with shooters, uh, have a big man for boards. Um, that's how I see it kind of being constructed. Um, you know, no one's LeBron James though, and you know he's about to to pass Kareem in February. Um, you know, I think he's 200, 300 points away, which is pretty amazing. Um, hate to give him credit, but got to give it there. Um, but I'll put you on the spot here. Who who do you, you got? Celtics Grizzlies? Is that who you got in your finals? Yeah, I guess I guess that I guess that would be my default. I yeah, Celtics Grizzlies, but it's. It's whoever stays healthy. It's exactly what we saw last season, man. Like we ran into the Celtics, at least ran into some depleted teams. Like what is that? What is that uh, conference championship like without? What is that series like with Chris Middleton? You know, so yeah, of, it's about of who, who's able to stay healthy, really. To the uh, Luka Doncic point, really quick though, on top of like bringing a guy in with him and someone who can play with him, he's also kind of have to be a defensive-minded player as well. Like that. He's got to yep. be a superstar that a Kawhi, gives maybe? a shit about playing defense because, or else they're just going to be giving up 140 points a game. But um, yeah. yeah, probably Memphis versus versus Boston right now. That'd be my championship. Again, who can stay healthy? Like Jaws already been dealing with some ankle issues. Tatum's dealing with wrist issues. They both have pl- players that have missed extended period of time, like Marcus Smart. So if they could stay healthy, yeah, that'd probably be my pick. But we got a long way to go. And we got to get through the trade deadline, which I think there could be a ton of moves. Yep. Yeah. I thank well, God that Robert Williams injury was not as bad yeah, as it could have been. Getting uh, him scary. back. I mean, yeah. he's still not playing in back to backs, though. So that's, they're still managing that. They're still being yeah. like ultra careful with that. So that's kind of alarming as well. Oh. So, mm-hmm. Well, he got, yeah, he got hurt again yep. in the Raptors game a couple games yep. ago. So that was scary. And now Marcus Smart's oh. still out. But uh, what's it? Williams listed as active. Rob's so that's good. playing tonight. Rob's playing tonight. Good. But Marcus Smart's Good. gonna miss a little time with that sprain, so we'll see, man. But you also kind of have the luxury now where you got to keep 
putting the gas on the or the foot on the gas, but it's like you don't have to like Kev said, you know, fuck injury management. But Charles Barkley would be upset. But it's like you know, you can. I hope they kind of are smart about that because they're they're doing pretty. Can't well Can't so fuck far. around and drop games to teams like Orlando. Can't can't no. have that. Yeah, I mean, f- four games is a nice little cushion, but Kevin Durant's on his way back. Let's not forget about that. You know what I mean? Philly's starting yep. to play good, even though I never really see them as a legitimate threat. No. Yeah, no. no, it's it's a nice luxury to kind of take your foot off the gas, but the the lingering injuries are kind of scaring me, starting to scare me a bit. Yep. Um, well, yeah, hopefully, you kind of have like Horford could be hurt because yeah. he's old as hell. Like you got Smart could be a Smart sketchy, Tatum sketchy. It's like yeah, you hope the sketchiness doesn't creep in in June or in. That NBA was the most blaring thing I think last night with the Celtics was you had. Al Horford and Blake Griffin in the same starting lineup going up against a really young and talented front court, and they just ran him out of the fucking gym. I mean, Blake and Al looked so goddamn slow last night. So, yeah, but then you have games where Al fucking turns back time. his weight against yeah. Golden State. Turns back time. Um, and he played a great finals too. But no, Ted, uh, this is a lot of fun. Oh, We're yeah, definitely man. gonna have you back on. Um. Once again, Ted Haran, uh, host of the Big Ticket on 101.1 FM, 1540 WADK, Monday through Friday, yes, sir. Yes, sir. 4 to 5 p.m. Uh, Ted, always great catching up with you. I'll definitely have to hop no on doubt. the show uh, sometime. We, we appreciate you hopping on. It's always, uh, always our yeah, pleasure. Yeah, guys, whenever. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, boys. Take All right, care, Ted. Guys. for another edition of Playoff Pick'ems. As always, Ethan Ennis, Connor Meehan. Uh, we are now going into the conference championship round. I want to give everyone an update on the bracket scores, the pick'em scores, if you would. Um, so, Ethan and Connor both had the Bills to win the Super Bowl. Uh, we all had the same picks for the divisional round, so... The divisional round is worth two points per pick. Uh, Ethan went from six to twelve, or nine to twelve, six to twelve. Excuse me. Connor yes. and I went from three to nine as we have the same picks. Um, and for how this is going to play out the rest of the way, the conference championship games will be worth three points. The Super Bowl will be worth fifth, five. Excuse me. Can't speak. Anyways. There is a scenario where we all could tie um, <laughs> at 12 points if the 49ers end up winning next week uh, and losing the Super Bowl. Uh, that will end up in a tie of 12 points. For, or excuse me. If, yes, if they yes. lose in the Super Bowl. Uh, if the 49ers win the next two games, I will win. If the Eagles beat the 49ers, Ethan will win. Um, Connor can only tie. However, uh, we will cross that that bridge when we get there. Uh, we'll probably do either an over under or closest score or something like that. Um, but what a week uh, of games! I'll run through this real quick. Uh, we'll, we'll get some takes on it and then we'll talk about the conference championship. But the Chiefs hang on by a thread against Jacksonville. 
very winnable game. Uh, I can't remember his first name, but Agnew fumbles uh, in the red zone. The Jags had some life in the second half, obviously with Mahomes. Uh, high ankle sprain, we'll see how that plays out as the week progresses. Not something that usually gets better. The Chiefs win 27-20 to uh, at home in Arrowhead. On Saturday night, the Eagles just sodomized the Giants 38-7. to uh, Daniel Jones looked horrible. The Eagles' defense looks like the best defense in the world. Um, it was not close from the start, nor did it get close. Uh, just an absolute beatdown, and the Eagles find themselves in the conference championship. The Bengals go into Buffalo, handing Buffalo their third straight postseason <laughs> loss. Uh, it, this game wasn't even close either. 27-10, to 10, never felt like the Bills could come within striking distance. Lastly, to finish out the weekend, Brock Purdy keeping it rolling. Didn't have the greatest game. However, uh, Dak Prescott throws two picks. Uh, the defense did all they could, but the Niners and their weapons move on 19-12. to 12. Uh, We'll start with the Chiefs-Jags games. Uh, if you guys want to start, um, I don't want to take up all the time here, but uh, obviously Mahomes, ankle, big question mark. However, uh, Chad Henning, 98-yard drive, 98 yard drive. Can't let that happen if you're Jacksonville. I'll let one of you guys kind of take off from here, but just, just a crazy game. Yeah, I mean, bummer, bummer. It ended the way it did. I was, I was uh, holding my breath and hoping, um, you know, hoping that the Jags could pull it off right against the hobbled Mahomes. I think the biggest, you know, maybe not biggest storyline, but biggest knock on Jacksonville is that they couldn't get pressure on a hobbled Mahomes, right? Like, you think in that situation, they they have to throw the house on every play, um, at them and force them out of the pocket, and and they really didn't. They didn't seem like they changed you know, a ton as far as defensive game plan. Uh, yep. He obviously was in, was in a ton of pain. So I think there was a chance, you know, they still had a chance to win. The fumble was was really uh, brutal uh, by Agnew. But, he, you know, what was, what was the play? Did he have a great return he before almost, that? Or? Yeah, he almost ran it back. Yeah, um, yeah. Who was it? The, the, the kicker, I think, took him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harrison Bucker. Yeah, got his yep. – barely got him. Like, barely yep. tapped his foot, and he stumbled into the sideline. But – uh, love to see it for the Jags. Really excited about their future. Um, I think they're going to be running the AFC South for, for the foreseeable future. Um, so excited for them. But, I mean, if nothing happened to Mahomes, this was what we expected. So it is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Ethan, anything to chime in? Uh, yeah, this I actually only caught bits and pieces of the Saturday games. I had to go back and watch the highlights. Um, but... Definitely in something to keep an eye on is Mahomes and his ankle. Um, but I will say, though, if you see this in really good teams, right, if you can just plug a quarterback in and they can go down and score a 98-yard drive, that's typically what you see in, in good, solid teams. However, like going into a game against the Bengals looking forward, um, that's not something you want to have to bank on, especially when you have a superstar quarterback. Um, but, yeah, just to reiterate what Mian was saying, I think the Jags, right, they really showed out this year for themselves and definitely made a, a good name for themselves and um, have a bright future. It'll be interesting to see what sort of improvements they make in the offseason to come back revamped. Yeah, it, and let's not forget, uh, if Calvin Ridley uh, gets through his suspension, um, which he should, um, 
they're going to be dangerous. And I'm, I'm with you, me and, uh, and, and Ethan. I think they're a team. I think you got the four best quarterbacks going forward. I know Herbert uh, is definitely up there as well, but all these quarterbacks are, are under 30. Uh, I forget when the last time that was uh, a thing in, in the divisional round. But all under 30, obviously Mahomes uh, kind of has the one-up on everybody with the Super Bowl victory. Um, but Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson, I, I do the not rush, you know, pressing Mahomes on a hobble foot is kind of just didn't make sense. They really did not turn the pressure up. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it went to, you know, this game went as scripted. Um, you, you felt like the Jags were, were going to keep it close as, as most opponents have this year against the chiefs. But at the end, too much talent that, you know, that, that was a little brother game for the chiefs. Um, you know, Tom Brady kind of had that with with Mahomes in uh, in Kansas City in the AFC Championship game. Um, so, definitely uh, an interesting game, but we all kind of knew the outcome. Uh, Saturday night, uh, Ethan, what happened? I'll, I'll let you let you uh, start here. Yeah, this is another game. one that. So I'll I'll throw a little side note in here. I was actually at a comedy show Saturday night, right? And lucky not enough, a fan, not a true fan. Lucky enough, the comedian that was up there telling jokes was from Philadelphia and was a diehard Birds fan. So all I had to hear that night. While Meanwhile, this guy was on stage watching the game on his phone, shouting, go Birds, giving fucking, <laughs> pardon my French, but score updates. Ah, oh, it was awful. Yeah, not a good experience. But watching back, um, I think while the Giants really couldn't get things going, I think this was also a game where the Eagles beat them. Um, the Giants, it looked like times where they were able to start generating a drive, they couldn't capitalize on third downs in, in ways that they could against the Vikings defense, and I think that's just uh, the Eagles defense doing a great job of getting off the field, which will be important coming up in this next game. Um, Eagles offense, man, explosive. Uh, they just ran down the throat of New York. and 200-plus yards. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, red light's definitely going off for the 49ers defense when they see that. Um, you got to think, what are they going to do? Are they going to stack the box, force Hurts to use his arm a little bit? I don't know. We'll, we'll get there when we get there. But, um, yeah, not a good showing for the Giants. But I can at least say this team absolutely went beyond expectations from the beginning of this season. Um, it's good that we don't have a one-year coaching staff uh mm-hmm. we can actually see what they'll they'll do in the off season and i i like so far what has been said from the organization as far as uh Scullin and and uh and coach Daballs. <laughs> um as far as what they're planning in the off season you know they it seems like they have a good mindset i see a lot of comments as people asking like hey you're gonna go for a wide receiver one blah 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 and they're like well you don't shop hungry i think that was the quote that's going it said you don't shop hungry or you don't look for immediate fixes because you know they don't want to just waste their cap space in one year and not have any in the next year and who knows i think he, he made another good comment of uh look at all the num- the other number one wide receivers that are out there right now that aren't playing in the playoffs so it's not necessarily an answer that you can come up with with one player to sign however um more depth at wide receiver would help but eh, it'll be interesting the eagles going forward man um this playoffs, they've been up and down for me. Um, 
coming in with injuries, getting a bye week. You never know how a team's going to deal with a bye week coming into the playoffs, but they exceeded expectations in that as well. Um, so sets up a very interesting NFC title between the Niners and the Eagles that I can't wait to watch. Connor, what do you, what do you have to add here? I kind of expected this coming into the week. I really did. I, I tried to tell you guys, sorry, let's come back down to earth a little bit. Kev was freaking out about Daniel Jones and the, t- and the Giants. After the recency bias, he said, yeah. <laughs> after one week. Um, so I he looked good. He did look good, but <laughs> at the end too. of the day, um, I expected this. I expected the Eagles to kind of remind everybody who they are. 14-1 um, and one with Jalen Hurts starting is no fluke. Um, I talked about how, you know, the, the health was, was a factor, you know, what the last game he played in the regular season coming off injury, they had, like, no design run plays for him because, his, you know, they with his injury uh, going on, but they, you know, pretty much that narrative was not, a, was not a factor. I think they had, like, six design run plays for him in the first half. So yeah. I think at full – he seems to be at full health. Like, really, whether or not they say he's banged up, like, he seems to be, you know, ready enough to play. And um, I think they're as dangerous as, as anybody. So um, – I, I would think, I don't know what their odds are, but I would think that they probably have the best odds to win mm-hmm. the Super Bowl at, yeah. this, at this juncture. So uh, they're dangerous, and they and they proved it again. So I think the uh, Niners should be shaking in their boots a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Ethan, one, one last question on this game. Do you pay Daniel Jones? They have the money, and I think they're leaning towards – I'll, I'll say what I think after, but I think they're leaning towards a yes. Um, a lot of unanswered questions there as far as what they're going to do with their cap space in the offseason, but they got a lot to play with. Uh, if I put myself in that organization organization's shoes, I would say yes. Um, keep your leaders, right? Uh, the Saquon thing as well, he's a leader. He's expressed that he wants to stay there. Dexter Lawrence, he's expressed that he wants to stay there. Leonard Williams, they're star players. They've expressed that they want to stay there, and they're good leaders. Um, I think what they're looking for is for people to buy in to the team and the system and yep. people that want to be there, and it, it seems yep. like that's sort of the, the idea. Um, if you put the money in my account, uh, I'd pay the man. I don't think you have to go crazy as far as putting any franchise tag on them. Uh I don't think you have to exercise that there. If, if mm-hmm. I think the idea for them to put a franchise tag on someone would be with Saquon, and I support it. He had a good comeback year. Um, at the same time, though, it's a tricky it's a tricky one because uh, hungry dogs, you know what they say, right? You know, run fast. Pay the guy exactly. Um, I would pay him. Otherwise, what are you going to do? You're going to have to buy someone else. Um, I think he's established himself in this organization, especially on that offense. Um, when they can get things go- going, they can get things going. Um, I, I would pay him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would pay Daniel Jones. Uh, I'd want Saquon to take less money. I mean, you saw it yeah. in that Eagles game, that, that breakout run. Uh, usually he takes that to the house. Um, that's yeah. something you got to think about. And can he stay healthy? You know, if he can take a hometown discount, absolutely. But these guys, you know, you can go draft someone in the third round and be just as fine, in my opinion. I love Saquon. Um, you know, had him for fantasy this year. And he was finally healthy. You know, he got healthy by the end of the year, and that was good. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Um, moving on to Sunday, the Bengals 
go in and dismantle the Bills, in my opinion, 27-10. Bengals own the Bills. I mean, it's no other way to put it. Like, they were – they looked like they were on on pace to beat them in the first matchup on Monday night. Um, I thought Josh Allen looked pretty pretty pedestrian. Um, You know, he was always looking for the long ball. uh, And that – Bengals defense showed up, played well, and the offensive line was very impressive, in my opinion. Uh, Connor, what what thoughts do you have on this game? Probably the last thing in the world I expected was was this kind of outcome. Obviously, I was riding high on mm-hmm. on Bills all the way, so to have this not at least be a close game was shocking. Obvi- I think it's been talked about largely that the Bills didn't lose by three points in any other game. And they lost yep. by 17. Um, so just, mm-hmm. you know, flat-out manhandled across the board. Um, the, sh- the most shocking part was the fact that they couldn't move the football in, in their own yeah. home home field, home environment, snow. Like, that's yep. Bill's territory, you know. That is Bill's um, playoff territory, yep. That's a signature win-type environment. So I, I don't know. Like, I, I, it's – I think that it's more about the Bengals, but obviously not having Von Miller, I think, hurt them a lot, you yep. know, just as, as they continued. And I, I would love to see the split stats defensively, you know, prior to the injury and, and after. Um, but closer. Yeah, it's uh, – I do think at the end of the day it does say, you know, more about the Bengals and who they are than, than the Bills. Yeah, I think Joe Burrow flat out outplayed Josh Allen. Um it, it, it was uh, it was interesting, right? Like, obviously, going into that game all week, I felt like the Bills were going to win. And then, you know, not going to pull LeBron here. But, like, on on Sunday morning, like, I woke up and I was like, I, I really think the Bengals are going to win this game. Like, no rhyme or reason. I picked the Bills at the beginning of this to, to represent the AFC. Um, it, it just felt like the Chiefs were – or, excuse me, the Bengals were better and – they, they did, and uh, another thing is I think a lot of people got mixed into the, the the run game that the Bills supposedly had. Well, that's not there, and truthfully, they don't have a lot of weapons. If we if you look at them on paper, Cole Beasley was a decent addition, um, you know, late in the season. I think people got on the Gabe Davis hype train a little too early. Big obviously, game, he could – Yeah, I mean, obviously he, he could do uh, a lot of things in the passing game, you know, to stretch the field, but – um, I mean, Josh Allen couldn't even get on the same page with Stefan Diggs, and obviously he was frustrated publicly. So I think the Bills are going to have to make some, some moves here. Um, they don't invest a lot in their offensive line. They have a defensive coach. So, you know, I, I said this earlier with Ted uh, in this show, but I think they're going to have to do some roster adjustment, truthfully. Like, I don't think – Josh Allen's amazing. He's in the same group with Mahomes and Allen. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, the Bills were were very talented, and they, they came up short. I mean, at least getting to an AFC championship should be uh, the absolute minimum, and they couldn't reach it and even had a home playoff game. So uh, that's all I have to say on that one. Uh, I think it sets up for a great uh, AFC championship nonetheless. Uh, and then – Moving on to close out the divisional round, the Cowgirls, Dak, more like Kirk Cousins, did not perform well, turned the ball over twice in the red zone, I believe. Um, 
should have had a pick six. Uh, the 49ers gave them everything they could handle, and they couldn't. Um, Ethan, I, I know you're you're chomping at the bit to, to talk about this one. Um, I don't know who looked worse, Dak or Daniel Jones, but just a tough game for, for two NFC East teams. I, I think you saw the Cowboys offense. Cow, sorry, correct, correct myself there. The Cowgirls offense crumble under the pressure of the 49ers defense. Um, yeah, it's it's tough to be a Cowgirls fan right now. You see that wishy-washy, right? They had a good game. They had a bad game. They had a good game, bad game kind of thing. Um, I will say, though, this game, to me, looks like what we can expect out of next week's game with the 49ers and the Eagles. Um a lot of it, I think it's going to be a chess match. I think it's going to be a chess match, and like if you're the 49ers, you're probably looking at that offense and you're like, we got to put pressure on Mahomes, and that doesn't mean blitz him. I mean put pressure on him as in like make him uncomfortable, right? You'll probably yeah. expect them to try to contain, keep him from getting outside of the pocket, maybe put a spy on him, or you end up stacking the box to try to suppress that run game. And I think it's going to be a lot of adjustments. And it's going to be one of those weirdly scored games. Maybe not one that the fans will love all that much, but you could probably see it being uh, one of those lower scoring games. And I think the Cowboys' defense did a good I think thing. They did enough. They did it. They definitely did enough. They held them to nineteen points. Right. When yeah. was the last time the Niners scored yeah. nineteen? Less than not blowing right. the doors. I mean, their offense for the most part looked pedestrian until the the second half. I mean. They they had one really good drive and from there it was kind of kind of over with. Um, Brock Purdy, yeah, did exactly what they're asking a rookie quarterback to do in the playoffs. Don't turn the ball yeah, over. Don't lose the game. And he had some great throws. Uh, and Brandon Ayuk actually uh, made a, a big difference. Caught some so, some big balls uh, late in that game. So um, just a, a good team performance didn't shoot themselves in the foot and and you know they did muff a punt other than that um yeah. it, it it was it was a well played game on their end foundation yeah they did what they did what they had to do um yeah they did what they had to do and i this next game will definitely be a matter of whose defense can make the other offense more uncomfortable yeah. for purdy and the 49ers offense it might be the same story that they had going into the cowboys mitigate the mistakes try to have as little turnovers as possible. Um, and I think what their positive thing that they can try to do, aside from trying not to have any mistakes or turnovers, is uh, get Purdy comfortable, give him a couple of plays that he can get under his belt, give him give him a couple good throws that can get his confidence up that will keep him confident. I think he had that in this Cowboys game. He made a couple good throws, and I think that's what he had mentioned in one of those post-game interviews. He was like, "Ah, yeah, I had a little bit of the nerves, but I completed a pass or two, and I was like, all right, here we go. We're just, you know, we're playing football. And yeah. I think that confidence, even if it's just completing a couple nice passes and just getting a little, you know, feel a little better in the pocket and behind the offense is what will keep you from making big mistakes like that that I honestly think this game could come down to is who makes more mistakes or – Maybe it could be a special teams play or a defensive play, something like that. Yeah. Uh, to move on right be, right uh, before I want to move on to that game, uh, we have to talk about the, the final play uh, of the <laughs> Cowboys-Niners game. Uh, I That's up there. Like, my initial thought is right when that play happened. It's right up there with the Colts 
hiking the uh, the ball to the punter who just got barrel stuffed against the Patriots on that Sunday night game. Or, I think it's that bad. Or or, or, or the Patriots versus the Raiders and the last. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that, come on. That's triggering. But, um, yeah. <laughs> that one's maybe yeah. even worse. That's, that's worse. Honest. Yes. Okay. That is worse. But that's irrelevant at this point. Patriots or Raiders aren't in the playoffs. They but, are uh, irrelevant at this point. Oh, <laughs> uh, just a ridiculous. I mean. I saw it lining up, and I'm like, there's no way this goes how they want it to. Um, and the best part is I, you notice Zeke getting ripped at the line. Um, I, I think Tony Pollard getting out of that game early uh, screwed them up too. But we'll, we'll put that to yeah. rest, put the division around behind us. It's conference championship. Uh, two games uh, before, obviously, the big one uh, the f- next two weeks. Um We'll start with the Niners and Eagles. Uh, what do you guys have for a line here? If you haven't you said seen I'm gonna it. let you go. Yeah, I'm going to let you go because I um, saw both. I know both. Okay. Well, I was about to sneeze, so I was hoping you would go, but I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what game are we doing first? Uh, Eagles, Niners. Eagles, Niners. I think the Eagles are going to be favored here. Um, I don't think there's much to question there. Definitely going to be favored. Uh, hopefully Vegas sees this the way I do. I'd say Eagles minus three. Close. Two and a half. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, I listen, I picked the Niners. Um, I, I'm definitely less sure on this game than the, than the AFC. I, this Eagles defense, like, I have not watched this team day in, day out, obviously, throughout the year, but I didn't realize that they're third in all-time sacks in a season uh, for regular season yeah, and postseason. They've um, been there, dude. Hassan Reddick, uh, 16 and a half sacks this year. Like, everywhere you look, mm-hmm. there's just, uh, you know, Gardner Johnson, uh, Darius Slay, like, all of these playmakers. It's – if there's a game that Brock Purdy throws up on himself, it's it's this one. It could like, be this one. Yeah, It, it I is. Agree. Like, I, I, he's he hasn't – he played on the road, I think, in Atlanta, in uh, in in Vegas, but man, this is um, this is a tall task. Connor, what what are your thoughts for this game? Who are you rocking with? Um, you know, I know you have Niners as well, but uh, you know, we can pick these games individually. What what are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, well, first and foremost, I'm like, I I can't remember the last time I was. Uh, I mean, outside of the Patriots playing and. The championship games, which I know we just hit on, like I'm really excited for both of these games. Like yep. these are toss ups. Like these are these are really really pick 'em games on both pick ends, um, which is just a really exciting time to be a football fan. But uh, yeah, I, I went with the Niners. Um, like pre yeah pre playoffs, <sighs> I I'm on the same boat. I, I really don't know. I feel like this is going to be a chess match, like Ethan has said, right? Like the the lines at two and a half I do think it's going to be a field goal difference you know so it, it very well could be who has the ball at the end of this game um if there's a team that wins handily it's Philadelphia like mm-hmm. you know if, yeah. if the game's not close Philly it's Philly that's dominating because I could see that but I, I think it'll be close um man I 
I don't feel like Brock Purdy is going to throw up on himself. I don't feel like he's going to turn the ball over. I think that Kyle Shanahan has probably instilled in him kind of like what we saw so long, you know, for so long from Tom Brady, where it's like, don't make a mistake, throw the ball away, you know, mm-hmm. like take what's given to you. If it's not there, throw it away. I think he's a smart player. So I think he's going to keep him in the game. I don't think he's going to turn the ball over. Um, I think the Eagles might win this thing. I can't even win this pick em playoff thing anymore, so fuck it. I'm <laughs> my pick is the Eagles. Sorry, that was a long yeah. way of me getting there. So <laughs> no, I'm go I, with the I, no, I think you bring up a good point. Um, yeah, I think if the Eagles get up early, it's going to be a long day. Uh, I don't think you're going to get by this team by throwing the ball 40 times. Um, I just don't think that's going to be realistic. I think the the Niners have to get off to a better start than they did last week. Um, it It's going to be interesting, though. Um, I, I think with this Niners team, they're – they can they can catch lightning in a bottle on a drive, and if they can score quick, that's that's going to be huge. Um, I think it's going to be a slug out, though. I do think it's going to be close. I think it, it, a, a field goal is definitely in play. Uh, one thing I wanted to add is the Eagles, when they had the bye and uh, ultimately went on to win the Super Bowl, they beat the um, – I forgot who they beat the first game, but they won 38-7, to and then they – went on to beat the Vikings in the NFC Championship 38-7. to And I would not be totally surprised if the Eagles end up uh, winning it by that margin. Um, I, I, I'm going Eagles here. I think they are going to win. Um, that's my Your pick. Your Super Bowl pick. Your Super Bowl pick. I mean, listen, oh, I man. love the Niners, but I think that the <laughs> Eagles – I just think the Eagles are insanely good, and I kind of like fair. them to – I, I think this deep like I did not realize and uh, granted like the the Giants offense is exactly who we thought they were uh do do but <laughs> just taking digs <laughs> but, that's fine I took a couple Patriots digs it's yeah, it's, no, fair. it's no, fair no it's fair no but I wasn't I was the biggest Daniel Jones fan going into this week one week so he I, was you vouched for him I know I was rooting for the Giants then go I got get your sick instant of it. coffee Kev go get your instant coffee huh. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's that it's that fix. But uh, no, Ethan, what 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 do you got here? Who's your pick? Who do you like? I guess you picked the Eagles, but you know whatever. Yeah, so I kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but the Eagles, right? When I made this yeah, bracket, short. Bef- <laughs> by the way, I just noticed that Mean's name on this on the streaming thing says Phil. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the fans yeah. probably don't know that. Maybe they do. <laughs> well, Connor, I'd have Connor on, and I'd say, "What's going on, Phil?" And uh, it's kind of <laughs> stuck. So it's kind of his alter ego. Um, I like it. I think it. I think the shoe fits. So there's a there's a little treat. There's a little Easter egg for the fans. If you're listening to this episode, Phil. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I. <laughs> I went back and forth with the uh, with the Eagles, right? But when I picked this bracket at, at the before the wild card weekend, right, I was riding high on the Eagles coming off of this very successful season, and then I saw what the Forty ers did, um, and I kind of was swayed back and forth. But I don't know after last week again and what this game is potentially going to turn out to be. I think the Eagles are going to be the powerhouse, so I'm rolling with the Eagles still. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that game is at three o'clock on Fox, and then. To round it out, uh, 6.30, 
CBS, Tony Romo. I don't know, Jim. Uh, I don't he, know, Jim. Oh, I don't know if that was a catch. Ooh, I don't know, Jim. This one's going to be close. You know, I, I liked him up front. I think he, he's just been be, becoming annoying at this point. But anyways, uh, Ethan, what's the line here? Um, Dang. Damn. See, this one, I I don't even know who Vegas would have favored in this. Um, do we know if Mahomes is playing? He is he's, going he's to gonna play. play. Yeah. He's going to play. Yeah, figured. Uh, I kind of, I'm going out on a, on a limb here, and I'm going to say that Vegas might have the Bengals favored by three, and I say this because I think – that I wouldn't be surprised, right? This is probably not how the game's going to turn out, but I wouldn't be surprised if this game turns into another, and this is a little tidbit for the fans out there. Past two times, these teams have met. They've played an arrowhead, and the past two times, the Bengals have won 27-24 in overtime. Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if this happens again. And by the way, one of those games was earlier in the regular season this year. And the first time it had happened was last year in the AFC Championship to send the Bengals to the Super Bowl. So I'd say Bengals minus three. Okay, yeah, it's minus two. Uh, it went up. I think it opened. Bengals, Bengals minus two. Yes. How about it? Um, and I, I think for the right reasons, right? Like Mahomes, sp- high ankle sprains only get worse. Like that thing is. Yep. You know he probably had adrenaline going. Um, great move by great move by Andy Reid. Um, you know having that checked on because if he's playing on a broken ankle, you're you're risking your future of this team. Uh, and obviously Mahomes wasn't thrilled about it. You saw it, but Chad Henney comes in and completes a 98 yard drive. I, I still is ridiculous. Um, but can't ask for more. Uh, I. I don't know. I, I think, you know, Mahomes, you can say mobile. I mean, he's a play extender, really. I think he averages like 20 rushing yards for his career in the regular season and 30 in playoff games. Um, he makes – he extends plays, and I think that's the best part of his game. And I think that's going to be very limited. And I think I, I, the Bengals are set up to win this game. But then again, if you're this great, um, you know, Tom Brady uh, – I hate to keep going back to him, but he – busted his finger open uh, the week before the AFC championship game against Jacksonville uh, threw it. In, I think he hit it on Rex Burkhead's helmet, ripped it open, had to get a bunch of stitches um, different way different, obviously, but it that wasn't happened in practice. Wasn't that... It did. Yeah, no, it happened yeah, in practice pra- going right, up, yeah. leading up to the week. Um, and it, it didn't really get out till later how bad it was, but it was pretty gruesome. Um, obviously a high ankle sprain is, a lot harder to play with um you know he still was very gingerly um but you know four straight five straight afc championship games if if you want to be great in this league and you want to call this team a dynasty this is a legacy game like you need to win more than one super bowl like think about it the the cowboys in the 90s patriots for the last two decades this was shaped up to be the chiefs decade it could very quickly be the Bengals and the Bengals. Joe Burrow's, I think, three and zero against the Chiefs uh, in his I career. Think so. um, yeah. 
he could very well be – this could become the Bengals' era in qu- two quick years um, if, if they can, can finish this out. But uh, I, I'm rolling with the Bengals. I think this might come back to, to shoot me in the foot, but I think Mahomes being too limited, I think they're going to pressure him a lot. You just need – it, it dro- drives me nuts. Triple team Kelsey if you have to, like – yeah, they have some weapons, but you can't let him beat you. Um, I think that the, if the offensive line can, can stay where it was last week for the Bengals, they're they're just all around a better team with a better running game. Uh, Mixon was ran for a buck twenty. Um, the the Jaguars were running pretty well, uh, so I have Bengals. Connor, what, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I actually don't think this is a legacy like legacy game for Mahomes. I I'm giving him a pass on the injury alone, um, dude. Like, I've never seen an injury like so yeah. clearly affect a play. Like, yeah, who he is right before the injury, he's he's Superman on on yeah. the field, and right after, like, he can't like he can't move. Man, yeah. he's still great. He's still better than most teams' franchise quarterbacks. So still a top they, fifteen ten quarterback. Yeah, yeah. If they <laughs> lose, this, if they lose this game, I'm fine with it. Like, I, this is not a legacy defining thing for Mahomes whatsoever to me. He's so young. He's so good. He's gonna be healthy. Like watching that injury, I was like, all right, that dude's ankle's broken. He's done. Like, yeah, no shot. He, he's me going too. back out. The fact that he kept playing is crazy. Uh, with that being said. I see a uh, an open door towards MJ flu game type type situation for Mahomes where he's hobbled but makes miraculous you know has one of the best games of his career and clearly like like one of those signature games yeah. legacy defining games in the other direction right. on a hobbled ankle um, but with that said I, I do I think just being realistic I I do think it'll affect him. Um, I do think there will be some situations where he can't go extend a play. He can't go get the first downs. And over the course of a game, those things do add up. And, and against the team that has contained Mahomes in the past and, and has beat this team recently, um, I like the Bengals to win again. Like, they're just they're peaking at the right time. They've got the right stuff. I like them to go back and... I uh, for the hopefully I can tie and the Bengals beat the uh, 49ers in the uh, <laughs> in the uh, Super Bowl. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, by the way, which ankle was it that Mahomes hurt? Left right, or right? Right, I believe. Right. Okay. All right. So that's not his plant. I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm trying to remember. I think it was right as well. I don't think it matters all that much, but if it's left, then you have to worry about his plant foot when he's throwing the ball. Um, if it's his right, then you got to worry about his that's, his. that's his foot that he's got to finish that drop back on. But I don't know. It doesn't matter. I think left would be probably more concerning for a quarterback who's a right-handed. Either way, I don't. I, I think it's still going to affect his game. Um, I'm riding with the Bengals on this one. What I love so much about the Bengals is last week in that Bills game, they opened up that first drive, very explosive, beautiful execution. And the analysts say this, I think they've probably said this a few times, but with the Bengals, what you love to see is that when you have a team that has a star player in Jamar Chase, right, you typically see them in big games and they don't really show out. They'll shut off that number one weapon. Yeah. But the Bengals don't care. The Bengals will throw him 10-plus 
touches, yeah. right? He'll get 10-plus touches in a game, even though the team, the other team knows that that's their star player, and they'll yeah, try to... That was Tyreek finding Exactly. Finding ways to get your playmakers the ball. Um, and what I loved, another thing I loved was the way they opened up that first drive was the same team pretty much that we saw throughout the entire game. They played four quarters of football, and they played it well uh, against a good Bills team in Buffalo. Yeah. I can see this going the same way in KC. Joe Joe is cool, man. They call him Joe Cool for a reason, right? He, I think he's the kind of guy, which he has done this already, he can go into Arrowhead in a big game, and I think he can open up a game strong, and I think he can ride that the whole way through. And that's what's so scary is when you have those teams that they start off hot and they just pound you the whole game. Yeah. Um, I, I would love to see the Bengals – defense put a lot of pressure on Mahomes right you're going to need a good pass rush and potentially throw some blitz packages in there just it, while there's an injury on Mahomes ankle that's something that's probably clouding up his thoughts in his head and if you make him if you remind him of that by putting pressure on him you could potentially bring out more of that uh impact on his game yeah um so I'm riding with the Bengals. I think they can do it. I think they got all the weapons um, to do this. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be very anticipated games. I I could make an effort for both teams uh, that I did not pick to win to win. Like I agree with you, Mian. Like it will be Mahomes' best performance on paper if he can win this game uh, off a hobbled ankle. Um, it, it's definitely going to be. It's going to be something to watch and, and something that, you're right, probably can only help him uh, in his legacy. But um, that wraps it up for the divisional round. We'll have to figure out scheduling. I mean, obviously, we'll talk about the games next week. Um, and then, you know, we'll have the Super Bowl. So uh, we'll, we'll talk off air about scheduling and try to figure out the best way for that. But um, just to recap as far as the pickums go, uh, Ethan is in the lead with 12 points. Connor and I are tied at nine. Uh, as for what can play out, uh, if the Eagles win, Ethan does win the pickums. Uh, beginner's luck, I'd probably call it. Uh, and then Connor can only tie. He needs the Niners to win and then lose. <laughs> Myself, I need two wins. <laughs> I need two wins out of the Niners. So um, I've, Probably like Ethan's odds the best here, uh, following Connor. Uh, but hey, you know, big time players make big time plays, and that's and what gets champions. Thank you. And to clarify, what the scenario that we all tie is the Cincinnati Bengals beating the 49ers in the Super Bowl, <laughs> in which case we all finish with 12 points. <laughs> yeah, and we'll we'll figure something out there. Um, but that that lines up to to have just. Have a lot of fun. That That's when shit gets crazy, and that's what I like, chaos. Um, but, no, thank you guys, as always. Um, I'm excited. This is going to be the best weekend uh, of the football season. Um, that is a wrap to the show as well, episode 35. Another one in the books. Happy you guys are here along for the journey. Everyone have a great rest of your week. Happy football, and let's buzz. Oh, buzz, buzz, buzzity taco. We're buzzing over here and we're talking over there. 
Buzz talk, oh talkity buzz, oh buzz buzz buzz, oh talkity talk. Buzz talkity talk. Buzz 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 talkity talk talk buzz talk talk talkity buzz. Buzz talkity buzz. buzz.